0: All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about superhero games. I actually just started reading the comic Invincible. Uh, James Hudson over at uh, Druid City Games. When I was at Dice uh, Dice Tower Con, he he mentioned it uh, about Invincible, and I was like, "What are you talking about, man?" He, and he kind of pitched me on it. And I went home and immediately bought like compendium one on Amazon. I've been going through that, and it's super interesting. So I'm like really digging into the superhero That's stuff. That's a great bug. Yeah, have you have you read the
1: the comic? I've I've only read the first trade, but like it, I'm I'm so interested in superhero stories that are more grounded like i'm not really into like the mythology superheroes like i think superman's boring but you know if you show a story that's like a superhero trying to balance you know being a person like i've always said that like I'm so over watching Peter Parker be a nerdy guy in high school. I yeah. want to see like Peter Parker at 34 with like a mortgage and two kids. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. way more
0: significant. Yeah, <laughs> like- absolutely. It's, it's more real. You know, if we're going to talk yeah. about, I don't know, as real as you can get in a superhero context, you know. But yeah, I'm excited about uh, getting more and more into Invincible and kind of seeing the stories that develop in there because people keep telling me, oh, it, it's good at the beginning, but it gets great as it goes. And so, you know, Guardians is a superhero game. Let's, let's talk about them. Well, first of all, why do you think there's not that many? superhero game is as, as rich as a, a, a lore and a world building and as, as, as many movies have come out like why aren't there more superhero games I can tell you my theory
1: all and right. it's it's uh, something that we're kind of going through with the announcement of guardians right now is that whenever you put up a superhero so the superhero IPS are huge yeah. and you know they're, like there's they're starting to make bigger encroaches in board games like you know we've got legendary we have Thanos, we have the DC deck builder and that's all fine and great and everything but um, not every studio is going to get to, you know, work with Disney or work with, you know, Warner Brothers on making an IP. So one thing that we're going through right now is that we just re- we've just announced this, you know, superhero mythos we've been working on. And a lot of people are like, whoa, that looks like Marvel or, mm-hmm. whoa, it looks like, you know, Overwatch. So I think that you're, you're constantly playing you're, – you're punching up in your way, you know, to these, these big, bad, established pantheons. And I think that can kind of be a little intimidating, you know. I mean I, I, I have to assume that trying to come up with a new superhero pantheon is tough. and it's native you know medium of comics like that that's got to be you know i i look at like some of the some of these smaller groups like valiant and stuff like that like they do some really cool stuff but like you you never seem to hear about it as much as you know dc and marvel because like those are just the juggernauts you know
0: Yeah, it's also been difficult to create original characters. Like, so often I've come up with what I thought was an original, you know, brand new, never heard of, you know, like, this name or this style of character, and then I've got a good friend who's, like, a comic, like, the nerd of all nerds, like, he knows everything about comics, and he's like, oh, no, that's just, like, this character, and he'll send me, like, the Wikipedia link from, like, this character yeah. from 1976, you that know, two comics, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it has
1: nothing to do with your character. I've gone through that a lot yeah, with Guardians, pretty much... Uh, th- there is a, a you know dingus mutant that nobody ever right. used for more than one comic for every single word yep. so like anytime you try and name a new character it's like oh yeah that was some x-men and mm-hmm. you know 84 or whatever and you're like dang it like um, I've I've heavily researched like how... How much you need to be, you know, two steps away from mm-hmm. anything to make sure, like, it's not like we don't want Marvel to be like, hey, you can't use this. But, right. like, I think at the same time, like, I don't think that Marvel is so frivolous that it's going to pursue every single character, especially when it's like a very common word mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with their character. Right. Like, if they have some character, you know, named. Splat that shoots, you know, snot out of his nose, and then you have a character named Splat that's like, you know, plastic man that can reshape his body. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably gonna be fine. You know, yeah. I'm no lawyer.
0: Don't trust. Me, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. We we don't do legal advice here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I I definitely get what you mean. Like it, it's it's a little disheartening to like put so much time and effort into these characters and then find like we have a character named Valkyrie in our game, mm-hmm. and then you know like I we had already kind of finalized the art and everything, and you know the files were off, and then Thor Ragnarok Ragnar- came Ragnar- out, and yeah. I was like, oh dang it! Like they even have dark hair and like. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it can be
0: kind of tough. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's talk about some of the challenges of making a superhero game because there's just certain certain things, like, if you're really going for an experience, like, unlike DC Death like DC Death is fine, but you don't necessarily feel like a superhero. You feel like you're playing cards exactly. that have numbers on them, you know, and it's really obvious when you can put the NHL mm-hmm. version in there with it and the game doesn't change, really. And so, like, if you're really trying to make a superhero game with a superhero theme, not just, like, pasted on art, like, what are some of the big cha- biggest challenges that you've run into?
1: I will say something that DC Deck Builder does really well is that I, I produce all of my kicks by combining two punches. So that's, <laughs> that, no, that, no, I'm just joking. Um, so that's, uh, okay. as much as I, I have played a ton of DC Deck Builder, I have played a ton of Legendary. Like, I love Legendary. Um, I've had to kind of headcanon my Legendary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, when I play Legendary, I don't think that I'm Thor or Captain America or Iron Man. I think that I must be some grunt in S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's my job to coordinate with them and tell them where they need to go. That's how I put them in the right places. Like I basically like, Oh, I'm some agent of shield, like on the phone, like, Hey, you got to go beat Mm -hmm. up this one guy. All right, have a good day. (laughs) Um, as much as I love those games, I do think that's where they fall short. And I think that that's a huge element of superhero games. And this, this identity, like superheroes are characters. Like they are self-contained, you know, it's all in the character. It's not in the surrounding. It's not in the events. Like when people think of Batman, like it's, this weird thing where like it's so much more the physical description, like oh he's got a big black cape and he's got pointy ears, and you know he's kind of gruff and rude and mean and has all these gadgets and a cool car. It's not like when you think of, let's say, you know John McClane from Die Hard. Like nobody really thinks about what he is wearing or what he's doing. It's more of the actions around him, like oh he was trapped in a tower and like you know he had to fight a bunch of bad guys. So like superheroes are all about the identity and the character. And so if you have a game like Legendary or if you have a game like DC Deck Builder. Where players don't feel as empowered or as connected to that character, I think it's gonna fall short. And I think a good example of you know a game that does this really well uh, is Sentinels of the Multiverse, mm-hmm. where as opposed to I'm drafting all these different heroes, you're drafted you you don't draft anything. You you grab you know Legacy's deck, you grab Bunker's deck or Tachyon's deck, and you're like this is the character I am, and I, all the cards are directly tied to that character, and you like. When you do stuff, you feel like, okay, I'm the superhero. I'm going over here and punching this guy or attacking this mastermind or you know, making sure this card doesn't fire off. And I think that's really cool. Like, I think that, that's, a, that's definitely something that you want to keep in mind when you're working on a design kind of in this genre.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think another challenge a lot of people run into is making the heroes super. Right? it's so hard to balance out super abilities like if you have a, a characters like the flash they can move at the speed of light or faster move the speed you know, faster than time or anything else and all the crazy things that have happened in the canon of it that Series, but like, how do you translate that into a game mechanic? Like, it can be mm-hmm. really difficult to kind of make Superman because, like, well, Superman, oh, well, you can't kill him, and he's got laser vision, and he's got cold breath, and he's got x ray vision like, all these things he has. Like, how do you translate that into game mechanics? And so, what have you found, like, when you're making your heroes as far as like turning these super abilities into actual mechanisms for play?
1: Well, as game designers, I think we have a, a very unique advantage that maybe a creative in a different field wouldn't have when it comes to these types of characters which is almost exclusively I come up with the ability first and then work my way backwards mm, yeah. so like a good example of this is like we have a character coming out one of the expansions uh, spoiler alert where the ability was that we wanted to have players be able to spend one of an act like spend an action on their turn to move them to any location whereas typically you can spend an action to move to an adjacent location so like you can see the value of like okay this is something different this is a, you know an add an advantage that this character has or we can pick them up and move them anywhere and so we started thinking about like okay what? Thematically kind of matches up with that and then from there I thought it would be neat if like because it costs an action actions are kind of like rare in the game So I was like well, maybe she can move anywhere But you know, it's very unwieldy because it's costing an action so she really has to focus on it So we basically came up with the idea of a character that has like a giant rocket on her back and then from there You know working with our art director he was like hey What if it was like, you know nuclear powered and she has all these nuclear abilities, you know, and so that led to a character where, like, all of her cards now do damage to friendly characters as well as doing damage to enemies. And, like, that like, let us, you know, flesh out this theme of, like, oh, you know, this character, she, she's called Warhead. And she's got, like, all these nuclear abilities and, like, this unstable generator on her back. And, like, you know, her cards are called, like, Fallout and Atomic Blast and stuff like that. So we started from the ability and worked backwards. And, you know, since you have to be concerned with the mechanics of a character you're adding, I think that's a really advantageous way to go about it.
0: No, that's a really good point. That you start with the mechanism in mind first, and then you find a way to make it more thematic. You know, something I've done for for my game as well, uh, where there's one character. that's like, all right, I want her to be able to move around the board better than anybody else, and so I made her into this super speed kind of character. And so she her abilities Total. are are all about speed, and she can do different things that other characters can't. But they're all like playing actions first, or playing, you know, being able to move way farther than anybody else. And it's like, okay, this it just all makes sense, and that's that's a really good yeah. point.
1: I I think that overwhelmingly that's how we ended up doing the characters and guardians there are a few that started as premise first and then or like character concept first and then like the ability afterwards and almost exclusive, like without fail those are the abilities that we ended up having to change and rebalance and try and tweak to make it a bit better fit and like those are probably the abilities that seem more dissonant when you look at the concept of the character but hopefully not too much uh but yeah that, that that's definitely the advice i would give is that you, ha- you know what mechanics you need to make this an interesting, because these are all variable player powers, you know? Yeah. And you, you know the mechanics that you need to make an interesting variable player power. Theming it afterwards is, is way easier, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Now, what other kinds of games would you like to see that were superhero based? Like, for instance, I was talking to you the other day, and it's like we need a game that's about the superhero's alter ego, and like maybe maybe it's a social deduction where you're trying to figure out like who is Batman, and you know you've got all these things oh, like, I love that. and somebody's Bruce May- Bruce Wayne, but somebody's you know, and you're trying to figure out like who the alter egos are. Like, that'd be a really cool game. I don't know how in the world it would work, but that's that's the theme. And somebody figures out how to make it work, send me an email, we'll work on it together. But like, what other kinds of games would you like to see that are kind of superhero based?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough that the genre seems to be really contained to co-ops. Like, that was, when when I started flirting with the idea of making a superhero game, I really didn't want to make a co-op, because I was like, you know, there's already so many games that are giving a great experience there, Um, especially that are card games. It seems like superheroes go hand-in-hand with card games. Like, I'd love to see, like, more, like, miniature-based stuff like that, but um, I think that, Things that are more head to head are like, so the thing of it is that, like, it, it's, it's a narrative issue, right? Like, cooperative makes so much sense for uh, a superhero game because you guys are working together to do some sort of task. Whereas, you know, a head to head thing, like, I really had to, we, we had to build a world and build, like, you know, impetus and, like, like uh, some sort of event that's, you know, driving all these superheroes to fight each other. Like, I, I always say that, like, the big, like, the big, Inspiration for my game was the scene in Captain America: Civil War where like they're all running towards each other yeah. on the the airport. Like that was one of my favorite fight in the movie. Like I love that movie to death. Mm-hmm. Like so, I mean, like you have to, but you had to create that scenario. Like out of context, if you had never seen the other movies or if you don't right. watch the first half of that movie, you're like, why are they all fighting each other? This doesn't right. make any sense. And you certainly don't want players to be disconnected. Um, as far as other genres, ooh, that's tough. Um, like I'm thinking,
0: like, you're basically... Kind of what you are talking about earlier with Legendary, where you're the guy just putting people in place. Like, that could be a worker placement game, where you're just the guy... that You're the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. You're basically Nick Fury, and you're placing your workers, which are your superheroes, and you're out doing different things, and, and you're trying to... Like, that could be a really interesting game. That would right? be awesome.
1: Yeah. I've, I've always thought it would be... So, since we started working on the storybook games uh, with Stuff Fables, mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to like really land a superhero narrative, uh, in a game, in my opinion, like the, the, you know, if you, if you look at Sentinels multiverse, it's like, this is the mastermind, this is the location and that's the story you've gotten. Is that mm-hmm. like, this is the new combination, you know, uh, legendary, like you have a mastermind, but like that's, that's the whole story, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever the plot is they're trying to advance. Um, I think it'd be really cool. Like you, you could almost do like a, uh, if you did like a narrative, like dungeon crawl superhero game, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'd be really interesting because, like, you'll have that tactical miniatures element or, like, a, like a Gloomhaven, but, like, it's the Justice League or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, where you can you can show these, you can almost show, like, normal people getting powers and, like, part of the game is, like, you know, okay, you, you did you choose super speed? Here's the deck of abil- abilities you get for that. Like, I think it'd be awesome. I, I love dungeon crawl games and, like, I think it'd be so cool to see one where it was, like, you're working through a story as a hero, like, coming into their own and, like, you know, establishing their identity and, you know, maybe picking the name and the look of your character. Yeah. I think would be awesome.
0: That would be really cool. And just going back to the original, the uh, main show of Shuffle Building, if you pick your character and then you pick two, like, styles like you get super speed and super strength or you know like that kind of thing you kind of shuffle the abilities together and so you're still this like action hero superhero but yeah then heck you, yeah yeah that could be really interesting too I've,
1: I've always thought that like that would be a fun like something very similar to that would be fun for like uh i'm not a huge fan of the x-men but like i don't think the x-men is a story because it's just like it's weird to me that everybody has a random power but as a board game i would love if everybody had a random power because then like we said it's just variable player powers and yeah. so like i think it'd be a, a cool idea of like you know Maybe you're a bunch of kids that get, you know, hit by some sort of radioactive blast or something, and now you all have superpowers and you're working through a, a dungeon crawl with all these tiles and you know different locations. That'd be neat.
0: Yeah, man, there are so many possibilities out there. So if you're listening to this, please make some of these cool games so that we can play them. Oh uh, heck yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. man. Any other thoughts on superhero games?
1: Um, I think that I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to lead to a lot more experimentation in the genre because it's shown people that it doesn't have to be all tights and capes and yeah. I think that's really cool I love superheroes I, I watched every single one of the movies I, I eat it up like there's no tomorrow like I, I love Marvel so much so I'm really excited to see like how this more grounded and you know not necessarily superhero more like almost like super military like oh you know like everybody has like advanced weaponry and stuff versus like magical powers like I think it's really cool so I'm excited to see more of that
0: yeah for sure it also makes a ton of money so you know that's it's yeah, what exactly. it is so you know capitalism and so hopefully we'll see more <laughs> more games uh, out of this kind of a genre but anyway Colin again thank you for your time man thanks for coming on the show and good luck thanks with for everything having... you got going, on, got going on right now
1: thank you so much